0: She's filming herself drinking kombucha for yes. the first time <laughs> as though it's like snake oil um, and she's gotten her hands on some. I, it, apparently this was like she lives in a place where like kombucha is really hard to come by. So she got us some kombucha. She's trying it. She takes a sip. Her immediate reaction is like this face of confusion. And then she flips her face to the other side and it becomes a... I might like this, (laughs) and I think the sentiment on the internet that's become really popular is sort of like how quickly we change our mind about something. Yeah, like me watching a marriage story. Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to Internetty.
2: We have a very special end of year episode for you today.
1: We are breaking down all the break the internet moments of 2019.
2: We're gonna fight over our personal favorites in each category from 2019's best fashion moment to the hottest couple. But ultimately you, the audience, gets to decide who will win by going to papermag.com and voting as many times as you want.
1: As many times <laughs> as you want. I also love that you emphasize fight. <laughs> like it seemed like something physical was gonna I'm happen to in this space. Actually, like, I could. I've had a long morning. (laughs) So listen up, log on, and vote.
2: And stay tuned because we have a special guest dropping in.
1: Ugh, I can't wait.
2: So let's get started. I am Justin Moran.
1: And I'm Peyton Dix.
2: And this is Internety, where we break down all the celebrities' stories, memes, and trends that you should give a shit about online.
1: All right. Hello, listeners. Are you ready for part one of Papers, Break the Internet, Breakdown? That was pretty good. I'm sorry. Oh, that was pretty God, good.
2: Oh, God. I hated that. That um, was like the most
1: mask I've ever given. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I will give you that. Uh, the internet has had a big year.
1: There was so much to binge and stan and share and unpack and put away forever.
2: But before we dive in, I want to introduce Evan Ross Katz, our special guest today.
1: Evan is here. Evan, we are so happy to have you. <laughs> Evan and I <laughs> are good friends from Paris, which, which I wish sounded like we are from Paris and we're born there and like now have moved to New York, but in, we just went on a press trip. <laughs>
2: yeah. Evan, you're easily the biggest pop culture fiend on the internet. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling everyone where they can find and follow you?
0: Wow, I don't know whether or not to be proud of that title or embarrassed and ashamed, <laughs> uh, but thank you. It's a lot to live up to. Uh, you can follow me at Evan Ross EvanRossKatz. On all platforms. I love that. That's so sexy. Just keep it simple, you yeah. know. Consistency. Consistency,
1: yeah. like it's just one handle is like the sexiest. That's thing the joy of anymore. having
0: a three-word name. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Sarah Michelle Geller. Evan's <laughs> cat. <Os-Katz. laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller.
1: <laughs> I hate you. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate you. Um
2: now that we are all settled, we have five categories to discuss and debate and murder each other over today.
1: oh. Uh. Let's throw hands. Justin, do you want to fill us in on what those are?
2: The first five Break the Internet categories of 2019 are Red Carpet Star of the Year, YouTuber of the Year, TikToker of the Year, Clapback of the Year, and Meme of the Year.
1: So our first category, Red Carpet Star of the Year, who are our nominees? Evan,
0: would you like to do the honors? Yeah, so we've got Billy Porter, Zendaya... Ezra Miller, and Timothée Chalamet.
2: Wow, so many amazing moments. Evan, would you tell us which is your favorite of the group?
0: Well, I'll tell you who's not my favorite first.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay. You're like, let me put something out
0: there. So Ezra Miller is like, we can cross him off quickly for me. Oh, um, ah, And then the other three, like, it gets a little bit more complicated because I really love and envy all three of them, and I feel like they've delivered on the red carpet all year because I, I really think of this... Holistically, So it's like, I need good red carpet moments, not just at the home stretch. I need it from January on. And who I think has delivered the most consistently is Timothée. Um, just because uh. <laughs> we began January with the Louis Vuitton at the Golden Globes. Yeah. And I feel like that sort of was a clear upping of his style at the jump. And I feel like he took us through to the end of the year. I think it's worth noting though that he had more um, red carpet opportunities this year. So we got more from him. And I feel like in terms of who like squeezed the most out of the sponge, Billy Porter. Because I feel like Billy Mm -hmm. Porter made moments out of things that were otherwise kind of wouldn't have been. Yeah. but I do want to give a moment to Zendaya just because I love there was that tangerine ruffled mini Carolina Herrera that she wore earlier this year which is worth googling just that color really stays with me I can visualize that color so clearly and then there's that Berluti suit that she that wore that Berluti suit yeah I my I back out oh uh. my god still trying to get yeah. back up uh, <laughs> I feel like that was a great moment in sort of seeing uh, menswear on a woman and having it look just fucking stellar
1: totally that was actually the reason why she was my my pick, I mean, also just because I'm gay, so you know I have to, <laughs> women's rights, I don't know. Um, but, but that moment, actually, I felt like, especially when people started to compare it to when Michael B. Jordan wore that same suit, and Zendaya did it better, bitch, Zendaya mm. did it better. I think she, Timothée, <laughs> really kept his foot on our throats. I mean, even just his little woman stunts have been throwing me for a loop, um, but I feel like I would have to go with Zendaya.
2: Okay, I have to ask why Ezra Miller was immediately checked off your list.
0: I feel like Ezra Miller pulled stunts on the carpet, which I can appreciate, but in order to sort of be like more rounded out, I need moments that are a little bit more refined. And I think Ezra, unlike the three others, has shown a lack of ability to refine the aesthetic. Like, and I said what I
1: said. Yeah. 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 I'm sure he's nice. I'm yeah. sure <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's a great person. <laughs> yeah, Okay, yeah. Justin. I mean,
2: I kind of... I, like, loved Ezra Miller's stunts. I kind of love, like, one-off crazy stunts personally. And I also think, like, Zendaya's consistent. Like, yeah. she gives...
1: Thank you, luxury love. Yeah, like, she always
2: <laughs> looks amazing. But that gets, like, boring to me after a while. Like, I kind of, like... Ezra always... Looks somewhat chaotic too. Like yeah. a chaotic, like maybe. Do you look like oh, Wait, good? what I was that tell? look that
1: was kind of deranged? It was like Mechala. The slut. Like all of them? No. Oh, the, the, that one the, was. I like the Mechala look. I love the Mechala. That was great. But um, the slut t shirt or something? It or like, like a sl- whore. It said like whore slut or like something in that face? nature. No, like across his shirt or something like that. I don't or remember. was it on his face? <laughs> Honestly, you know what? Ignore me. <laughs> it was something that <laughs> I was somewhere. like, we're doing. But that would be an example
2: of unrefined. According to Evan. I think, yeah, Billy Porter, I I know, I feel like put the most work in to have Mm. these huge moments happen. Like, Timothee Chalamet is like...
1: Okay, but self-styled king.
2: That is true.
1: Self-styled king.
2: But Billy Porter like would do whole ass productions. Imagine, <laughs> imagine self-styling, you know, <laughs> a, men like lifting an, you yeah, up into chair the hair <laughs> into the air. I
0: feel like that Siriano moment from the globes, that mm. tuxedo gown, yeah. will really be like a seminal moment when we when we try and look back at like the biggest outfits of the year, I feel like that was a game changer. I yeah. feel like it was a conversation starter and it was aesthetically beautiful. It was just a stunning piece of fashion.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, Justin, who's your answer?
2: Uh, I kind of think I want to say Billy Porter, just because I think, like, Billy Porter's up against so much more than someone like a Timothy Chalamet. I feel like he's really bridged more gaps in terms of, like, being a living room celebrity mm-hmm. with Pose and people being exposed to these, like, new ideas of dress. I just think Billy Porter, it's like the year of Billy Porter. I oh, love that. And he's yeah. also so nice. I mean, so is Timothy, but, like... They're all nice. They're all nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Moving on to our second category, YouTuber of the Year. Justin, who is on our esteemed list?
2: <laughs> Not esteemed, but okay. <laughs> it was a tough because it was a big year for YouTube, but the nominees are Hot Mode, Alexis Stone, ContraPoints, and Tana Mongeau.
1: Why did you have to do it like that? (laughs) This is not a Timote moment.
2: (laughs) Um, Peyton, as a social media expert, how do you feel about this group?
1: Okay, well first of all, never call me that again. (laughs) Um, And ironically, I hate YouTube, so I feel like I would actually, good group. Alexis DM paper, this <laughs> brilliant photo that I then posted on our grid of him doing his face as Baby Yoda, but like with his ass cheek hanging out. It was it was gorgeous. His ass it just looked insane. It looked insane. I was like, okay, yes, baby Yoda. Anyway, <laughs> so for that reason, I feel like I'm gonna go with Alexis, who I love, who just transforms himself into so many characters and people so flawlessly, it's almost spooky. Okay, but Evan, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this bunch.
0: Well, I think I'm going to go into hot mode, stand mode for a moment. I uh, I really, really love Luke and what he's doing with this account. I think that it's really hard to make fashion as entertaining as pop- popular culture, and I think talking about fashion in a way that's both informative and educational without being sort of condescending. Like that invites people into the conversation. I think Hot Limote is great at sort of like reacting to moments quickly. He drags a bitch when he needs to, but he drags them (laughs) just to the mark and then not past it, which I think is like a really keen skill of his. And I just feel like he knows his shit. So like even in like when Luke talks about a garment and explains why this isn't looking right, It's like he's doing that from a place of this is how it could be made to look right or breaks down exactly why it's not working. And I just feel like he is my favorite kind of YouTuber in that he entertains me, but I walk away feeling like I'm better off having watched this. No more. Yeah.
2: I do think jumping off that, Luke is amazing because in fashion, we've reached this point where no one wants to be critical of anyone. And Luke really is the only, he's like a fucking martyr because I think everyone is afraid of him, Um, which is good. (laughs) And like loves
1: when he does give his approval, you know, you know, he means means it. Yeah. So they're like, oh my God. Luke like they'll like repost his videos being like thank you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but Evan, you bring up a good point of he's never doing it just to drag someone shamelessly. It's very like, you could do better and I believe that you could look amazing. Yeah. And he also I believe, in you. <laughs> I believe in you. And he also has such a textbook understanding of fashion in a way that like blows my mind. Yeah. Um I also think Alexis Stone pulled the biggest stunt of the year, like the most interesting stunt. Basically, he convinced everyone that he got this botched plastic surgery and lived with it online and in real life for months and months and months, and then revealed that it was in fact prosthetic that he had been, yeah, which is so incredible. Surprise, bitch. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. We love Tana too.
1: We do love Tana too. Tana has had her her fair share of controversies, <laughs> from Tana Khan to her marriage with Jake Paul. <laughs> There's been a lot a lot of things you could say about the girl. But honestly, I feel like I I watched her little like show that I think it's on like MTV. You have, anyone else? I've never yeah, seen <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I've yeah. oh,
0: seen
2: it. Okay,
1: and I like watched more than I bargained to. Like I thought I would watch like half an episode, and I end up watching like four.
0: Think, and it's pretty good. I think it'll be really interesting to keep our eyes on her in 2020 yeah. to see like how much gas this engine has left in it.
2: That's true. She did sell out the Gramercy. The Gramercy in New York, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> yeah, like a full ass concert venue yeah. just to see Tana on stage. It's
0: yeah. always fascinating to see who can convert this sort of internet fame into dollars. Right, and she's a great example of someone who it's like love her or hate her, like, she's making bang. Yeah.
2: Right. Rich, rich, And rich. people
0: pull up for her. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: So as much as we love Tana, we have two votes for Alexis Stone and one for Hotland Mode. So that makes Alexis the winner.
1: Our winner. But obviously we will see when the votes close who wins this category. Okay, so this next category is totally new and terrifying territory of first for the Break the Internet Awards. It is TikTok Star of the Year.
2: I don't know any of these people. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I also am fearful of TikTok. I downloaded her and I was on it for maybe one night and I was brought back to the darkest memories of high school. Just like hot, hot girls dancing and everyone being rewarded for their extreme mediocrity.
1: I think it's like The opposite, though, in terms of, like, the mediocrity point. It is hot girls doing what they do best, which is being hot and nothing else. (laughs) But, like, I will say there's a lot of craft that I have found that goes into making TikToks, as I have tried to make them, and I am very bad at it. That's true. I feel like my brain is not wired, but, you know, that's what happens when you turn 25. (laughs) Anyway, you will know these people soon enough. The nominees are Brittany Broski. I hope I'm saying your husband's name's right. Again, new territory for us. Just comment at us if it's wrong. I'm sorry, Angel Mommy Seven, my queen. I guess there's no wrong way to pronounce this, but like no. Meliza, Meliza, Meliza. Let me know if that's right or wrong. And Mwe, wow. Evan, feel free to
0: jump in here. I'd love I mean, to recap. What an esteemed <laughs> bunch. Yes,
1: it's tough. Uh, the silence is deafening. Yeah, there. I mean,
0: okay. So, like, looking at the category name and like really trying to be true to heart with break the internet, I feel like Brittany is kind of like our winner here. In that, I feel like that moment, which like began as like a video, but then like be- subsequently became a meme. Describe the moment for me. So. I might be like doing it wrong. So jump in if I'm not. But like, so she's filming herself drinking kombucha for yes. the first time <laughs> as though it's like snake oil. Um, and she's gotten her hands on some. I, it, apparently, this was like she lives in a place where like kombucha is really hard to come by. So she got us some kombucha. She's trying it. She takes a sip. Her immediate reaction is like this face of confusion. And then she flips her face to the other side and it becomes a. I might like this. And I think the sentiment on the internet that's become really popular is sort of like how quickly we change our mind about something. Yeah, like right? me like, watching a marriage story. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> um, and I feel like it's a very clean meme in that the intention behind it when reposted is quite clear. And I appreciate a tightly sort of like uh, a meme that sort of is is doesn't leave any room for like any other interpretation. Everyone knows what that meme means, but I do want to give a special shout out to Angel Mommy just because I think she's so weird yes. in an interesting way that I'm so curious like what her intention is versus how I'm receiving it because yeah. I think there's a lot of space between.
1: Absolutely. And that's
0: interesting to <laughs> yeah.
1: me. Angel Mommy is a mother. The mothers of TikTok is just a whole genre that I want to deep dive live in. It is so chaotic and genius and she just like writes these i'm assuming she's writing them skits <laughs> and performs them you know alongside her kids or her, her partner like you asked me genius. to
0: describe one of britney's so can you describe one of angel mommies please oh my god
1: <laughs> um like no you know what i mean like i feel like which is hard for someone listening being like what the how do you because she like will walk in the door and be like what the heck? You know? <laughs>
2: like, well, there's that.
1: I literally cannot describe it. And there's, crazy.
2: there's like the one where she goes up to her boyfriend, I don't know, husband, boyfriend, partner. And she's like, that's my, that's my car. And then he's like, no, this is my car. And she's like, no, that's my car. And they go back and forth and back and forth. And she like fully fights him, gets in the car and realizes it's not hers. And she's like, oh, whoops, guess it wasn't my car. And, like, that's the whole TikTok. Cinema. Yeah. yeah. Cinema. I mean, the
0: screenplay writing is <laughs> David yeah, Mamet, like, yeah. could but never. She
1: must have went to NYU. Do you think she <laughs> understands what
2: she's doing? Or do you think it's, like, accidental brilliance?
1: I think we need
0: to have her on this podcast to find out. I think so too. I think it would also be interesting to find out how long those videos take. Because <laughs> yeah. I think if this is like a one hour, one and done, in yeah. and out, all respect, bow down. If this is like multi-cam production, <laughs> scripting. Pre-production, yeah. like what is up? Yeah, the <laughs> then I might have, you know, a different opinion.
2: She's also the only one that emailed when she saw the nominees and was like, what happens if I win this category? I love that. And I feel like that urgency and Desire and care and, care and, and care. desire to win makes her the clear winner yeah. in this category. All right. I'm in. Angel Mommy.
1: All right. Well, two votes are Angel Mommy. One for Brittany. The rest can choke. Just kidding. You guys are doing amazing. Um, but we'll, we need to learn a bit more about you. <laughs> Next category. Okay. So the fourth category is messy. But, you know, we at Paper, we love mess. We love mess. <laughs> we have clapback of the year.
2: I can't wait. Ooh.
1: <laughs> okay, the nominees are Little Nas X versus the Country Charts, Tyler the Creator versus the Flogna fans who booed Drake offstage, Taylor Swift versus Big Machine Records in the Battle of Her Masters, and Jordan Woods on Red Table Talk clarifying the Khloe Kardashian-Tristan
0: Thompson drama.
2: Okay, tons and tons of drama in this group. Evan, what was your favorite clapback this year?
0: I think definitely Jordan Woods. I feel like for a couple of reasons. I think the immediacy of it was really smart. And I also think it was a situation that had gotten really out of control that she sort of expertly harnessed, which was everyone's sort of talking about you, to quote Lindsay Lohan, the rumors are out. (laughs) And uh, she basically was like, I wanna put a lasso on all of this and sort of like put some context down. So I thought that was smart. But then even more so, I thought her demeanor throughout the interview, how sort of calm, collected, prepared she was during that interview made me walk away from it as someone who didn't really know who she was previously, thinking I like this person and I think being likable in a situation like this is extremely important, especially when the Kardashians are very polarizing. Yeah. So it's great that she sort of was able to come through in this moment and come off not only likable, but also really smart. Yeah. And so I just think I have a great amount of respect for her for saying I'm going to cop to this situation and Give you a more, it wasn't even like her side, it was yeah. just like I'm going to more, uh, tell you where I'm coming from, and right. I really appreciated that.
1: Also, I love Red Table
0: Talk, <laughs> yeah, it's right? Like, so yes. good. Call
2: up Jada Pinkett Smith when you're in I a know. crisis, I just yeah. wanted to hold me, right?
0: Uh, okay. the, her ability to like go super deep with people,
1: yeah, mm. uh, just the Smith family could adopt me anytime. Any place, just in case you're listening. Any place. <laughs> Any place. I'm on the street. They just pick me up in a van. They're like, let's go. You said this is okay. Okay, Justin, what is your pick?
2: Okay, I'm going to go with Lil Nas X versus the country charts because I have long hated the country charts, <laughs> <laughs> first of all. Gay rights, it, <laughs> it has been the whitest, most boring charts ever fucking made. Um, And Lil Nas X really came through with Old Town Road and said, I'm going to make this black, I'm going to make this gay, and all of you... And you're
1: going to eat it up. Eat it up.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: I mean, that's fair. That's a good pick. I I loved that whole conversation and I loved Billy Ray's allyship to be like, "Uh -uh -uh uh-uh, uh-uh, like you're gonna include this young man in this category. I mean, I I actually wouldn't say I like hate country because I severely stand the Dixie Chicks and Carrie Underwood because I have taste, but (laughs) I love his presence in the country world. I think it's so important. But just to switch it up, I will say that my favorite was Tyler the Creator versus the Flogna fans, because it was just like the whitest bullshit of like, Tyler's fans are mostly like little white bros, right? So like, how do you have the audacity to stand there and boo Drake, one of the biggest performers ever because you wanted it to be Frank Ocean. Like that whole situation cracked me up because I was like, this is just a mess. And there's this iconic video of Tyler like living it up for 10 seconds. Like when Drake immediately comes on and right after my man was
0: booed off stage.
1: It was just so funny to me. And then when he changed his bio and made it to like disappointed by my fans or whatever. (laughs)
0: It's such a great example of this culture that's arisen of like people getting mad about celebrities for not doing things. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of like the, with Rihanna and Gaga right now around like, where's the album? How like (laughs) people get actually mad at these people for just not delivering an album when it's like, your, your love of, like, their music is actually spiraling you into hate, and, like, that's just, that that situation with Tyler reminds me of that, which is, like, yeah. the expectation fans had, they ended up going after the person that they love, and it's, like, where do we go wrong? Yeah.
2: And there's this conversation about stands losing control, and yeah. I would like to see more celebrities criticize their stand base Triedly in 2020. Unhinged. Yeah.
1: Yep. It takes a lot of mental, physical work to be a stand. Like, yeah. I will say that, though. Like, you really have to commit to, like, knowing everything, constantly keeping up, Google, like, push notifications on, like, it is, it's hard work to be a stan.
0: Yeah and it's dangerous territory. We need more standing down. Yeah. Standing down. We need stand more peace down. and quiet, that's what yeah. we need. I always say that's why it's really fun to stand someone like Sarah Michelle Geller because it's like, <laughs> we're like a small bunch, and we don't yeah. like, there's no army, we're not fighting any battles, no one's coming for us. <laughs> we yeah. have a lane, we stay in it, we do it well, we ride, we don't die.
1: We ride! Yeah. I love that we ride a dog <laughs> yeah. for, Sarah, for Sarah
0: Michelle Geller.
1: Genius. Oh my God, my dream. Okay. Last but not least, our final category of this very special episode.
2: This is a big one.
1: This is a big one. This one's for the girls. You know (laughs) that. This one's for the girls. (laughs) This one's for the girls. (laughs) If you don't know what we're talking about, we're sorry, but just (laughs) rock with it. Anyway,
0: this is Meme of the Year.
2: Evan, could you read the final group of nominees?
0: It would be my honor. And the nominees are (laughs) Momo, Sorry to This Man, OK Boomer, and Kombucha Girl.
1: Okay, Kombucha Girl getting double representation Wait, is powerful.
0: She's the only one that got two
2: Kombucha
1: Girl is also known as Brittany Broski, Broski. Okay, so my pick for this one, I it's really hard to pick between two black women for me Momo and sorry to this man, Kiki Palmer. (laughs) And yes, I think Momo is a black woman under under that beak. (laughs) And with those breasts. Underneath it all. With (laughs) those breasts.
2: (laughs) That is a hot take. I have no idea you were going to throw my way this morning. I said
1: it. I said it. I put my foot down, Justin. Um, But I will have to say... Kiki Palmer, sorry to this man. Context, it was her Vanity Fair lie detector test interview where she did not know who the fuck Dick Cheney was. And she said, sorry to this man. If I saw him walking down the street, I wouldn't know a thing. It was just how I feel about all of my exes and is uh, peak comedy to me. I think Kiki Palmer deserves all the accolades in the world. <laughs> and Justin, I already know who you're gonna pick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, God. Okay, Momo is one of my favorite people of 2019, period. <laughs> um, Momo is the weird piece of art, the stringy bangs, the smile up to her ears, the crazy fucking big eyes...
1: She's an art piece, by the way. That does (laughs) sound like she's like a lady walking down the street that Justin admires. She's so
2: gorgeous. We gave her more FaceTime than maybe any celebrity on papermag.com this entire year. Basically, Momo was some weird viral trend or I guess hoax.
1: It was a hoax for sure. Let's emphasize that it was fake. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: Momo was a hoax that started on YouTube. Everyone started to believe that she would pop up and tell their children to kill themselves.
1: Which is not true. Which
2: is... Not true. Except for Kim Kardashian believed it to be true and launched a whole PSA to YouTube to basically stop this Momo They're insanity. Like, at
1: YouTube, do something do about something this. Do something about this. And the poor people at YouTube are like, this is, this is thank so. Thank you for fake. bringing this to our attention, Kim. Like, we would love to make sure these things don't happen, but this is not real. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: um, But I love Momo puns. I think Momo deserved more than she got. I know the artist destroyed her in the wake of everything, which is tragic.
1: R.I.P.
0: Momo.
2: Momo is my pick. And my love.
1: well oh, that's sweet.
2: Evan?
0: I think like Peyton, I'd have to go with Kiki. I think there's something really satisfying about seeing Kiki Palmer succeeding so much in 2019. Just, she's such a smart, talented, funny, beautiful person that a lot of people have been tuned into this for a long time, but it's nice to see this moment happening and this momentum with her. It's like someone who like, a win for Kiki Palmer feels like a win we can get behind. But also, I like this moment so much because of the earnestness of the proclamation. (laughs) Because it wasn't like Kiki was like, oh, I'm going to serve you up a meme in the way that some celebrities tend to act now in interviews or about certain topics. It was like, she didn't know who Dick Cheney was. (laughs) so (laughs) it was fun then watching her in subsequent interviews after the fact sort of start to embrace this very earnest moment and see it become like uh, elevate to where it is now. And I also think it's just like it's four words. Sorry to this, man. Yeah. that you can literally (laughs) say and like those four words and I immediately know what you're talking about. I think to have a catchphrase that's that concise and clearly you is like. Good for her.
1: Yeah. And I love that she like marketed it. Like yeah. she like sold merch. merch.
0: But it works. Yeah. So support so black many, businesses. There's everyone. so many people it's applicable to.
1: Yeah. So many people I want to forget. Mm. Um, again, hard to pick between two beautiful black women, two powerful, beautiful black women. But it seems that Kiki Palmer has taken the cake this round. <laughs> Sorry to that woman, <laughs> Momo, <laughs> for her loss. <laughs> Obviously, this is. You know, a limited list, but do you have any other favorite means outside I of this do to do. I have us. one that
0: like immediately comes to mind. Tell if you follow us. me, you'll probably be very familiar with it. It is the eight second clip of Meryl Streep screaming in Big Little Lies <laughs> season two. I hated it in the context of the show because it made no sense. Mm. And yet the afterlife that it has given me or given us all, I just think it is <laughs> such a perfect synchronized response to so many situations. Especially in 2019. (laughs) Especially in 2019. The wig and Nicole's reaction to Meryl's scream, all of it just feels like... There's, It's like I see something happen in this day and age, especially like when a woke instigate does something, <laughs> anything, and like my immediate response rather than, it used to go to like a place of like, oh, I'm so angry, and now I'm just like, I'm not even angry, I'm Meryl Streep screaming in Big Little Lies mm-hmm. season two.
1: And I love that for you. Thank you. I love that for us, I love that we have that. Yeah. I love that we have Meryl Streep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this episode goes out to Meryl Streep. <laughs> Give her her flowers. Yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up our first five categories in our annual Break the Internet Awards. Come back next week to hear us debate the remaining categories. And don't forget to vote online. Tweet at us, tell us your favorites, and tell us why.
2: A special thanks to our special guest, Evan Ross Katz. Please remind everyone where they can follow you and read all of your gorgeous... <laughs> Trash. <laughs> like, what do we call it? I don't know. Work.
0: Your Let's latest work. work. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you... Both so much for having me. So of much. Course. I love this podcast so much. And I love you both so much. Um, you can follow me at Evan Ross Katz. And I apologize in advance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fair warning. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to the internet for making this year's award so fucking insane.
2: And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share with your friends.
1: We will be back with a new episode next week. So listen every Friday. Thanks again, everyone.